0: Welcome to the Billingshurst Family Church Podcast. For more information or to support our work in Billingshurst and the surrounding areas, please visit billingshurstfamily.church. I've got a question for everyone. Have you ever been asked something to do something you're not sure you want to do? Yeah, not the sort of thing you shouldn't do, that's not good for you to do. More the kind of thing that something inside you tells you it's the right thing to do but still you're unsure about it. You don't want to do it all the same. You might be in the company of many of those people who are marching around Jericho. They had seven days of marching around following um, pain relief-free minor surgery, silent, seemingly for no reason, wondering day by day, why are we doing this? I know God's in our lives. You know, he's, he's fulfilled promises. He's, he's made the water pile up and stop flowing to the sea. He's let us walk across the river on dry ground. He's brought us into the promised land. He's given us food other than manna. 40 years of eating manna and now something different, different food. But why are we doing this? Even as the people inside the city are trembling, having lost hearts, Uh, Through hearing of the might of the Almighty among his people, Israel, even then, the warriors marching around outside are likely wondering, why are we doing this? Let me ask everyone here today what's God given you? What's he done for you? Has he given you salvation? Has he given you blessings in your life? Has he been faithful even when you've walked away? Has he brought you to the place of seeing light some of the time rather than darkness all the time? Has he given you glimpses of his majesty and glory? Has he given you courage when you've been without? Has he given you a new lease of life from what you'd known before? Has God brought you physical, emotional, or spiritual healing? Has he given you the very breath? that you breathe. We might not have seen water piled up afar and and walked across the Jordan on dry ground, but we have seen the miraculous. The new life of salvation is a miracle. It's something impossible by any other means than the act of God. You know, look around Look at your Christian brothers and sisters. If you're a Christian, you say, look at your Christian brothers and sisters and see the miracle of salvation in your midst. Are you looking? The breath of life in the air that we breathe today is miraculous as God holds all things in the world in balance, holds it all together to enable life to exist. We're all witnesses of miracles. So instead of grumbling about what God might be calling you to do, instead of worrying about the whys and what for's, consider all that he has done, all the miracles he has performed to bring you to the point of salvation and knowing God. He is a good, good father who loves you and has moved mountains for you so that you might know him. This is the same God who loved his people enough to promise them a land to inhabit and brought them to, brought them to the fulfilment of that promise. And so he performs miracles to inspire their faith and he calls them to obedience. You know, the whole experience of Jericho seems to demonstrate the pattern of what it was supposed to be like for Israel entering the Promised Land, seeking God, meeting with Him, and being obedient to the method of overcoming the enemy that God calls them to. It's a demonstration of the life of faith and obedience. We have to ask ourselves, You know, what areas of our lives is God calling for us to have faith and to be obedient? Are we there yet? We know there are things he's calling us to, asking us to do, telling us to do. And we might not be walking in them yet. Why not? The prophet Ezekiel was told to lay down for over a year as a prophetic cry against Israel, as well as to cook food using his own poo for fuel. Is your faith and obedience at the point of doing that? Well, I'll say it's very unlikely that you'll be asked to do that. Um, he was a prophet, had a very specific call on his life. I will, I will put that there. What about the Apostle Peter? The Apostle Peter was told to walk out on the water to meet Jesus. Is your faith and obedience at the level of doing that? Obviously, the ultimate stepping out in faith and obedience is that of Jesus on the cross. Faith in God enough to lay down his own life in obedience, trusting that God will use it for the salvation of many and his own resurrection. The Bible tells us so many times of calls to obedient faith. The act of following God, trusting him in faith, no matter what that might lead to. Marching around Jericho could have led, the army to, be, led to the army being shot at with arrows or pelted with stones from above. But instead the people inside were terrified. And the people outside kept on in obedience and faith, plodding round the barricades. We look at, saw how long it took for us to get our small army around this hall. You know, it wasn't a short little wonder. And you know what? God answered. The walls came tumbling down and the city was razed to the ground. No one left. Sometimes we too are called to seasons of life that are plodding faithfully in faith and obedience. You know, the fruit of that obedience at Jericho was that the the people of God achieving all they were supposed to in that situation. Israel was supposed to be a light to the Gentiles, breaking in, bringing the reign of God and seeing people recognise God's power and righteousness and choosing to follow him and go his way. When Israel were obedient and followed God in faith, not always understanding but nevertheless remaining obedient in action, they overcame their enemies they had amazing blessing. And more importantly, they changed the lives of those who had come to realise who God really was. Not just changed their lives, but they incorporated them. They brought them in to the people of Israel and to the family of God by adoption. They became Israelites. They became children of promise like Abraham was and like we are. Like Rahab. You know, even to the extent of being in the family line of Jesus. This prostitute in the family line of our Messiah. Rahab was rescued from the destruction in the city. Her house in the wall that probably didn't collapse uh, when the walls came down. Approached by those two spies and they led her and her family out as promised. They led them down amidst all the destruction to the camp of the Israelites where they'd go on to become part of the people of God. Who has ever skipped through the genealogies of the Bible? Just look at them going, oh, that's a lot of names. Um, one of, my, uh, one of the, the, my favorite ones, as of last night, was one at the start of Matthew. And um, if you look early, early on, you'll find a single line that says, Salmon fathered Boaz by Rahab. Salmon of Judah, of the tribe of Judah, married Rahab. And together they'd have Boaz, who'd redeem Ruth. You know, maybe Boaz knew something of obedience in faith. For as his mother was redeemed by coming to know God... He too went on to redeem a foreign woman in Ruth. And as many of us know, these people are all in the family line of Jesus. God's good, isn't he? God's good, isn't he? Yeah, he uses all things for his good. Even the unlikely prostitute who'd play a part in the birth of the Messiah, in the birth of Jesus. You know, let's all remember that God is good, And that when he calls us to have faith in him and be obedient, he's doing it for the very best reasons. Sometimes that faith and obedience is serving for seven days and 13 long walks around a city. Sometimes it's serving our kids, the elderly, the worship team, the setup team and so on for years and years because that's what faith in God and obedience looks like. Faithfully serving where the needs are. And sometimes after long years of serving, there'll be a moment of charging forward, of the wall coming down and taking hold of all that God had promised. Without the trudge around Jericho, the battle would have never been won because the walls would have never come tumbling down and people would never have taken hold of their inheritance, that which God had promised them. There would have been a fruitless charge at strong walls. Maybe there's something in the plodding that can speak to all of us this morning. Out of the obedience and faith of the people of Israel, An enemy was destroyed, an enemy became family, and salvation was the Lord's. So let us all put our faith in him afresh this morning, and be obedient to what he's called us to do. However strange, for however long, it's him who sets the timer. Um, And always, as we're being filled with faith and being obedient, let's make sure we're always following our great shepherd, Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray. Can the worship team come back up? <laughs> Children, is there anything you'd like to pray for of uh, this morning? No? I'll pray for all of us then. Yeah, Lord God, we thank you for the stories that we find in the Bible. We thank you that in them we find your message, we find your truth, we find your character. Thank you, Lord God, that you're all about your plans, that you're all about what you've set to happen, the call that you've placed on people's lives. It's all about you. And I pray, Lord God, that as a church, we continue to get caught up in the mission of what you've called us to this village for. That as individuals, Lord, you'd help us to see where you might want to use us at the moment as part of that mission. And I pray, Lord God, that whether it takes years of plodding or five minutes, that all of us will take hold of that which you promised us, Lord. That we'd all take hold of abundant life in you, Lord Jesus. And that we'd see um, your work completed in Billingshurst, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Amen.